Hello and welcome to the Virtue Cafe. I'm your host, Jackie Lola Salami. Um, who have I got here with me? Hey, it's Pepper J. Nice to speak with you. Nice to have you here. How are you? I'm doing real well. I'm over here in Nevada, about 60 miles west of Vegas, and it's a beautiful day. How are you doing there in London? Oh, well, actually, you know what? I can actually say this with all pride in my voice that, you know, the last few days this week, the sun god or the sun goddess, she has been smiling down on us. We've had amazing weather, okay? From January till, let's say this week, it's been a very horrible weather. So this is, you know, for the first time I can actually be proud and say we've had good weather. Yes, we still had to wear our coats, but you can, you know when you can feel the sun kissing your skin as you walk by? It's been that kind of weather that we've had. Wonderful. That's exactly what's happening here. And don't you love the sun on your I face? Do. <laughs> I do, I do, I do. I wish the sun goddess would have more pity on us and come out very often. But, you know, yeah. I think she she likes the way that, you know, we look out for her. And, you know, we come almost, please, sun, come out, come out, come out. And she wants to be desired, this sun goddess. <laughs> no, I understand completely, completely. Yeah. So tell me about yourself, because I think that I've not, you've not come here before. No, no, um, I haven't. And thank you so much for having me. Well, I've worn a lot of hats in my life. Uh, I've been an attorney, a teacher, a song performance coach, a translator. I mean, I've really done a lot of different things. I've been a bartender, a bank teller. But nowadays, I'm really focused only on coaching and teaching. And I teach performance skills. I teach people how to perform, whether it's lawyers talking to juries and judges or teachers yeah. speaking to parents and or students and yeah. i just have a new book out that's focused on performance skills for singers people that want to sing on stage or be in the recording studio and and you ought to check it out it's dynamic song performance the singer's bible really you know, my brain is just spinning from all the things that you said but you know we have you know it's a cafe right so what would you like to drink oh i'll tell you something i'll have a hot chocolate please oh i love you i think in all the times that i've had people come you are the first person that has asked for a hot chocolate would you like it extra chocolatey extra creamy hot chocolate I would like it sort of in the middle, but if I could have some whipped cream and if you had a cherry to put on top, that'd be exciting. I can get that done for you. And I've even got a strawberry cake to go with it as well. I love it. I love it. Oh, you know, it's nice to have someone who loves hot chocolate as much as I do. Uh, but I tend to like mine extra chocolatey, extra creamy, extra milky, everything extra. You know, you, <laughs> you need to have all that extras in, in the mug. <laughs> Sounds fab. Sounds really fab. So whilst I'll send a little human, she's back from nursery, and it's been a while since she's, you know, managed the cafe with me. So, you know, I need to get her to go and do some running around. Um, so while she's doing that, and, you know, she's a two-year-old, so she's going to take her married time. Um, so while she's taking her time, I'm actually curious, okay? Because if you were just telling me about yourself, my brain was just spinning. So you were, an, in one lifetime, you were an author. Uh, no, you were a lawyer. In another lifetime, you were a teacher. And, like, okay, so which, tell me from the beginning, right? Which one were you first? What hat did you wear first? Well, honey, I've been working since I was, like, five years old. I started... 
by cleaning out people's garages and asking for whatever coins they could give me. But uh, yeah, I guess my, when I started, I was a child and I started acting on the stage and in TV shows. TV shows that were, <laughs> at that time, they were in black and white, like The Real McCoys or Fury, <laughs> My Friend Licka and stuff, you know. And uh, I kept up my acting. I still act to this day, uh, you know, movies and TV and different things. And was, any popular ones that I've seen, I might have seen? I don't know. I've not been in anything that's like made billions of dollars yet. But there is an HBO movie. I think you can buy it out in the world called Marked. Um, uh, Dustin Voigt, John Voigt's son, he directed it. It's a pretty fun movie. A bunch of young kids trying to solve a, a murder. And I'm sort of a lady that's kind of crazy living with a ghost. Ooh, that sounds interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's called Marked. Check it out. Marked. Okay. Okay, we will do. Yeah, delightful young people that are in there. Delightful. So, yeah, and then I was a school teacher for a decade. I loved teaching school. I loved it. I loved it. I taught, like, drama and dance and drill team. You know what drill team is? You remember the, the you see the girls march with the flags and the choir and the orchestra and, and they're on yeah. the football field? Yeah. Maybe soccer in your place. <laughs> or so, football. Yeah, so I did that for about a decade, and then okay. uh, I had my own translating service because I'm fluent in Spanish, and I was helping people with that. And then I became a, an attorney, and for you know a long time I uh, I practiced law. I was a trial attorney, but um, nowadays I do public speaking. I speak all over the world on performance skills. And I talk about my book. I'm writing a second one, and I'm just enjoying life. That's very, that's very interesting. You've definitely lived a, a, a truly amazing life. You know, from from you know actor or actress, you know, to lawyer to teacher. It's actually been, it's been, you know, truly. Amazing. So tell us about your book. Well, my book is really a how-to book. I, I consider it more like a textbook. And it's helpful, I believe, to anyone that's in front of an audience. Uh, for example, we just had a girl the other day. She was about 24 years old. And she got a job where she had to be on the phone talking to other companies. And her boss thought that she sounded like a child. So she came in and, yeah. and we helped her with phone performance skills. How to sound okay. more mature, like with pitch changes and pauses and that type of information yeah and the book helps people that uh want to speak to other people whether it's in an interview or on stage as a singer or a comic or an actor we talk about mostly audience psychology that's the focus what okay. makes the audience want to keep listening to you like you are amazing i mean People just tune in to you and, and you make it exciting and fun. And that's why people keep listening to you. Well, you have good performance skills. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But some people may need little help with, uh, you know, how to pay attention to your audience, how to give them what they're looking for, 
how to use phrasing or, or build up a, a story, you know, how to, how to be so that they just don't want to turn away for a minute. <laughs> so that's what the book is about. It's got all these skills on it that people could use. Oh, that's that's very that's very um, good. So, but then, how did you? Is it did you gain all this experience from your um, you know from your life, or did you have to take you know get a, do a course, or how did you get into it? Well, about uh, fifteen years ago, I started taking notes, uh, notes from when I taught in public schools. I taught in Los Angeles, Los Angeles Unified School District, and down in San Diego, both in California, United States, and. Uh, then, since I left teaching in 1983, <laughs> I then continued my private coaching. So very established actors and singers, they come and if they have an audition or a part, then we go over it. And, and I just kept taking notes. And then a couple of years ago, I started organizing the notes and I put it into a text. And that's what uh, this is about, whether it's talking about body, body movement or uh, you know your vocal performance skills, or how to how to how to walk on stage, how to sit down, how to get up, <laughs> you know all the things that people get nervous about because they don't know. Mm -mm. Okay, so right, see now I'm an author, right? And you know you you focus on you know you know people in the entertainment industry. But then, how would you, if an author wanted to then, you know, learn how to create their own signature style, be it in the way they write their book, you know, because again, everybody has a style when they're writing. Um, and even if it's, you know, also in their social media presence, like, how would an author create their own signature style? Or how would I create my own signature style? I work with authors, and it's really fascinating because... I try to remind the author that there are two different elements. There's one of their writing and there's one of themselves. Sometimes it connects real well and sometimes authors write about things that, you know, like horror stories or saying things that they've never really experienced. They just have a knack at making good stories. So it depends on the author's goal. If the author is attempting to sell themselves, you know, they want speaking engagements, which is usually the case. They want to know how to behave at book signings and interact with fans. Then it's one thing. If the author is actually selling the work and, 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 and promoting that particular work as the author, it might be a little different. But the skills that an author would use in front of an audience or in trying to form their own signature style would be the same type of skills, the same type of performance skills that anyone else would use, really. I, I think that the first step for an author, as with any other person that wants to know how they're doing with other people, is to start recording themselves, either just with audio or, my favorite, is with a camera. Have, have a friend come over and interview you in your bedroom or in your living room. Put a camera up there. Have them ask you questions. See how you answer. See what you look like. See what your posture is. And try to get the idea of what type of person other people see you as. Because when you're focusing on a signature style, and part of my book talks about that, 
It should be something that's natural and unique with you. It shouldn't be someone else like me putting a style on you. You have to pull it out of yourself. What, what feels good with you? What kind of clothes do you wear? What kind of person are you? Do you want to wear clothes that are flowing? Is your, is your, are you free flowing? Or do you shoot from the hip? Or are you more like I had an author that wrote about physics? He was into suits and he was very prim and very proper. Well, that's who he was. And so that's the style that I helped him with when he was speaking to fans or, or other authors or audience members. So I think when choosing your style, the first step is to see where you're at and recording yourself is a good step and try to really take inventory of who you are and what you want to be. Because you know, you're different people inside of you. You can choose any part of you to express. Style is fun to work on. Yeah, cool. So I'm great. The little one. But it's just funny. You know when little human's so tired and she wants to sleep and then she starts crying for no reason? That's so funny. Remind me, what is her name? Um, I just call her little human or I call her Ifemi. I love it. I love it. Two years old. Wow. Right, so yes. It's it's that because of the time difference. So yes, it's bedtime. She wants to have a nap. Yes. And she's like just for no apparent reason. And we've been up since 4 a.m. this morning. My goodness. Well, listen, it's been absolutely fab chatting with you. I love your show. And I'm excited to have you on. And, and, and you know, your listeners, they can go to Amazon.com. No, Look that's fine. No, tell yeah. me. So what have you told me about? So you talked about, you know, one fact. What else can an author do? What else, you know, would they do? Well, I think an author should be first of all speaking to people like you because they can get their book out there and and and, and a lot of people find out about it and things i think that depending on what the subject matter is to find out what in the world already exists some people try to recreate the the wheel but i think it's a good idea to begin with what exists what magazines what newspapers what blogs what uh what organizations what meetups or whatever exist in your genre genre of of writing and interact with those people start putting your your input because if you're an author you have certain knowledge about your subject matter share it and i think giving things away particularly hints and tips and information is a really nice way to live and if you start to get known for sharing then it's like oh what a nice person i'd like to check out this person uh what was their book again okay let's go check it out <laughs> that's, that's very true um well i think what i would like to know and i don't know if i can put this into words right so i will use um a movie that not a movie a series that i was watching so it's called being Mary Jane, right? So Mary Jane, um, she's a news anchor or newscaster, whatever the term is. And so she gets this, you know, um, she was employed with this, you know, big morning news thing. I don't know how the whole news thing works. And so she's got her idol, right, that's there. And so she was then subconsciously mimicking her idol and her producer says, well, stop, you know, stop um, copying her style. Do you, be you. So sometimes I, I guess what I'm trying to ask is, how can people, how can authors 
write in a way that makes their voice unique to them rather than someone, you know, because sometimes when you do interviews, they'll be like, oh, who is your inspiration? Who's your favorite author? And sometimes, you know, when you're writing, you find that the way you write mimics somebody else. So how do you write in a way that makes your own voice unique and true to just you as your own individual rather than, you know, copying somebody else? Well, I would say two things. First of all, I would find what other people do that you like and and consider bringing a little bit of that into you. You know, there are a lot of authors and people out there. You know, you, you might like the way this person phrases. You may, may like the way another person describes. You might like the structure of another author because he puts little sidebars in there to give you information. You might like what another author kind of did on the structure of of. of of the title page or the, the cover, uh, you know, whatever it is. Oh, look, this author kind of started at the end and then filled in the gaps. So I say mimicking different little pieces of people that you see in the world because everything that you are is what you've learned. And what you've learned is what you've experienced out there. So I don't have a problem with finding what other people do that you admire and trying to make it part of yourself. And if you take that and then you take yourself and you find out how do you speak to a two-year-old? How do you speak to a dog? Because two-year-olds and dogs, they can't really talk back. They can cry. They can laugh. They can you know, give you giggles. They can bark. They can give you love. But, but it's all you. It's all what you put on in their natural reaction. So who are you as a person? I say you break it down to the most basic element is how are you when you're speaking to an animal or a baby? Because that's really the true you. Because some people would go, hey, little one, cutesy, cutesy, cutesy. I mean, other people would never use baby talk when talking to kids. You know, other people would talk logic and stuff. So if you want to know who you are as a person, I say eliminate all of the logic and all the facts and all of the everything else. What, what are you like? Ah, now that's one of my animals barking. What are you like as a person when you're talking to a child or an animal? And that'll give you some insight as to who you really are, and you can build on that. Okay, that's that's fabulous. What's your dog's name? Is he a boy or a girl? So I live on a ranch <laughs> in a town called Pahrump, P-A-H-R-U-M-P, Nevada. And you're listening to my two girls. Zoe is a rescue. She's a, uh, an Australian ca uh, cattle herder, uh, chow chow mix. <laughs> she's so cute. She has spots all over her. And she's 45 pounds. She's like black and gray and looks like a hyena. And my other dog is also a rescue. Her name is Jazz because I really love making music. And Jazz is a four and a half year old. And she's a, a wolfhound terrier. So she has like a wolfhound large head and a sort of a half terrier body. She's also 45 pounds. And they play and fight. And they both uh, try to get along with my cat, Momo. But Momo's not really so interested because she's old. Oh, you're going to have to send me pictures now. You just have to send me pictures. I would love to do that. And if you're ever on Facebook and you go to Water Rock Ranch, Water Rock yeah. Ranch, that's what I call where I live. And you'll be able to see my chickens and my ducks and my tortoises. And, well, they're not really mine. I sort of like I belong to them. <laughs> <laughs>
I mean, when you think about it, I wait on them hand and foot, you know. All they give me true. is love and attention. True, <laughs> well, true. Check so it what else do you do on your ranch? Well, what I do is I provide a place for kids that are not as blessed as I was as a child, uh, whether they're in the foster system or the probation system, or maybe there's a charity or a camp that deals with underprivileged kids, and I have a place for them to come for the day, for the weekend, for the week or something, you know, just a safe place, clean, open. We have five acres there. Uh, it's even outside of the little town that we're in, you know, and it gives them a chance to take a breath. You know, yeah. some kids, whether it's in America or in London, some kids have a hard time. They, yeah, yeah. they have a hard time getting to and from school safely. Yeah. They have a hard time not being able to be uh, coerced or threatened into situations. And so just providing them, you know, with a space. And we teach them performance skills. <laughs> we have a stage uh, in a big, huge Quonset hut, and uh, we teach them skills how, how to better speak with their teachers, yeah, their probation yeah. officers, or other kids in school, or how to speak with kids that are maybe different from them, you know, yeah, and yeah. there are challenges. And so we use a lot of performance skills. We use a lot of the animals. We have... Uh, eight rescue kittens that are in this particular barn and they go in there and touch and play with them. Oh, they're so cute. <laughs> well, I can just hear from your voice that you absolutely love your ranch. Oh, I do. I'm so blessed to be where I am. And I think that, again, sharing is the key. You know, whether yeah. it's volunteering to feed, you know, homeless at a mission or, or taking a moment to, to, you know, help a child that maybe sometimes a young person or even an old person, just one person showing an interest, yeah. being nice for a second, can make all the difference in the world. Bless you. Of course. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, one of the things in the book, uh, when talking about audience psychology, is a section that says, no one is a stranger. Mm. I got that from my partner. He's uh, used to be my student years and years and years ago. He's been teaching with me, and he's now a better teacher than I am in a lot of respects. John Michael Ferrari. Ferrari okay. is his last name, like the car. And he teaches that there's no person, there's no one member of the audience that's a stranger. And yeah. if you approach life that way, even as authors, you know, when, you're, when you travel around like I do and you're speaking to people about your book or about your subject matter, and if you think about them, not as how am I going to win them over, but, oh, my friends are in the audience. <laughs> yes. You know, it makes all the difference in the world because we start from our frame of mind. Yes. Our mind talks to our heart, which talks to our mouth, which talks to our body, and, and all of a sudden we're friendly and kind and loving and nice. You know, whether you're an author or a teacher or a singer, it makes all the difference in the world to your audience, whether it's an audience of one. Yeah, that is very true. 1,000, you know? Yeah, that's, that's very true. Well, the little human is falling asleep. Like I said, you know, all the little tantrums she was doing a second ago was, was, was more the tantrum of bedtime. So what last words of wisdom are you going to share with us? Last words of wisdom. Appreciation. The key to happiness 
is appreciation. It's seeing life as a glass half full, recognizing that there are things that are missing, that are broken, that are wrong, but focus on what is good and what you have. When I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is I feel myself smile and mm. I thank God for giving me another day. And I appreciate, we were talking earlier, my darling, about the sun on ours, and just appreciate the beauty of the sun's warmth. You know, even yeah. if it's still a little chilly, you know, appreciate the, the flowers and, and your animals if you have them, you know, your family with warts and all, you know, appreciate. Uh, mm. you know, these days people get all involved in the ugliestness of politics, you know, but I say, see what's good about it. Find positiveness. Find the person that you feel is so bad in po a politician and find something good about them. Your <laughs> life will be happier. You will be happier. And if you're an author and you were blessed enough to have a book that was published, I feel so blessed that I was able to put all my notes in this dynamic song performance text that, you know, and I just appreciate having that. I can say, I'm an author. Cool. Yeah. And, and all authors can do that. So live in appreciation. And I think your life will be happier no matter who you are. Well, thank you very much. That's very inspiring. Um, before we round up, the little humans are asleep, like I said. So sorry, you're not going to have your hot chocolate. But hopefully maybe next time you might get your drink before she falls asleep. <laughs> I would like that. Don't forget the whipped cream. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> How do people connect with you if they wanted to get in touch? What's your website? Oh, thank you so much. Pepper J, pepper like salt and pepper, P-E-P-P-E-R, and then my last name, J-A-Y.com, pepperj.com, and amazon.com where you can find and look at uh, my book, Dynamic Song Performance, The Singer's Bible. I'm on Facebook, Pepper J. I'm on Twitter, Pepper J. I'm on Instagram, Pepper J one, I think, because I think I was oh. Pepper J, and then I forgot how my password or something. <laughs> ah, oh so, yes, okay. and and check out John Michael Ferrari. Also, he has a great book out there, Acting with Your Eyes. If you have any ideas about public speaking or being an actor or comedian or a singer, it's a very focused little booklet that's uh, very helpful. I check that out also. Okay, cool. And you said on Facebook your ranch is called Water Rock, Water Rock Ranch. Do you water, say like Water Rock Ranch? Yes, three words. I live in a town outside of a town called Pahrump, and the Indian yeah. uh, language for Pahrump was Water Rock. So I just named my place Water Rock Ranch. Okay, cool. So that's how. Are you going to come and visit me sometime when you come to the states? Well, you know, like you've got this your lovely precedent. And I'm not really sure. <laughs> I'm not even sure. You know, it's like I'm not sure what's going on. I'm like, is it well, so funky name? I don't have an English sounding name. So I'm like, I don't think here? that we should talk politics, but I think that all countries should be safe. And I wouldn't believe everything you read in the news because I was just in London like a month ago and I saw okay. headlines that I knew were coming from some far part of our politics and wasn't really what was going on. So I'd be more open to what's going on. I think things are actually going to be okay. Because I think I'm not 
I've got a very English sounding, well, my name is not even English sounding at all. So I'm like, if I do try that, am I not just going to get, you know, it's like, no, host there, sorry, go back. We don't want you in our country. Yeah, I think they're just trying to keep out people that we can't figure out who they are. And right. I think that's a big problem here in the States. And we just had another girl murdered just days ago by by someone that came in and lied about who they were and nobody checked them it came in about a year ago and 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 we just can't have that continuing we just need to know um we just need to know who's coming in i'm sure that you have a passport and a driver's license and and if a government agency of germany france the united states australia anyone checked on you to see that you were who you were you would yeah. be vetted and allowed in. And I think that's what every country needs to do because there are a lot of people out there that are trying to do bad things. I know, I know, I know. So that's the only thing that I've got concerns. Like, if I just make the effort, they're just going to say, you know what, you don't have a very English sounding name, go back. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that that's the case at all, at all. They just want to make sure they know who you are. No, that's fine. Okay, well, we'll see. We'll see because I do, I've had, I've, I've gotten to get a I can't even speak properly now but I've gotten a few virtual friends from the Ameri from you know the United States and yes maybe I would yes, there's a there's a section it's getting a smaller and smaller part of our population every day but there's still a section that have a lot of uh, they're perpetuating fear and hate uh, and and that's sad and but you know as every day goes by and 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 uh, it's President Trump was not my choice, but President Trump is actually doing extraordinarily good things. And every day, the group of people that are against him gets smaller and smaller. So I'm glad it's happening that way, because even though he was not my chase, choice, I'm quite surprised by all the good things that he's doing, particularly for our poor people and our middle class. Oh, cool. Well, it's nice to hear that from someone, you know, who's actually, you know, there because, again, we only have what the papers tell us here, so, you know. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, I think in this day, get your news from all different sources so that you're not just hearing from one source that spews fear and hatred. Yeah. 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 But on a lighter note... The positive thing is, is that the election's over. It was nasty. I'm glad it's over. So we always look at the positive, the half full. He's yeah. doing good things. I'm surprised, but I'm happy. And yeah. uh, hopefully he keeps continuing doing good things. <laughs> great, great, great. Well, it's been a pleasure having you. Um, and I hope you will stop by again sometime soon. Invite me anytime. You're delightful. I love your show. Oh, thank you, thank you. See, now you've given me a big head. And this is something that I love to say, right? And I really hope that one day Will I Am will come stay here because a few years ago, right, on this episode of The Voice UK, right, where Will I Am, you know, he was one of the judges, right? Then something funny happened. And then he had to say to the audience, I'm blushing. And he says, you know, because I've got a dark skin, I have to tell you that I'm blushing. So, you know, you're giving me a big head, so I just have to tell you I'm blushing. Interesting. And so what is Yoruba? Yoruba. Yoruba. Oh, okay. It's it's one of the um, languages in Nigeria. You're, I was just in Nigeria. Oh, really? Yes, like last month or or no, five, six weeks ago. I was I, I flew oh, in, in London. Yes, in Lagos they speak Yoruba. Yes, they do. I, that's why I asked you. I thought that sounds like the name of the language that they. I was um, 
I spent uh, like a week and a half there with one of the spiritual uh, emperors, uh, Ali Afa. Uh, it was very, very interesting. And I spoke at the Polytechnic University about three, two or three hours, uh, uh, I'd say, east of Lagos. In one of the smaller towns we went through, went through, uh, spoke about performance skills and spoke about uh, peace begins with me because that's another one of the things that I talk about, peace and how it begins with each individual. Oh, wow. Well, you go yes. all over the world then. Yes, I do. Oh, you're a Nigerian girl. I had such a good time there. They were so open and warm and loving. Well, did you try the food? I ate the food. What was that? I, of course I ate the food. I, uh, they have really interesting white potatoes. What was that? White squashes, white squashes that they have. And... Um, and it was interesting and i went into the kitchen and and they let me help cook it was really fun in a way though it was kind of sad because when you get to the nigerian smaller villages they have no electricity yeah they have no hot water running water and um you know it's a very caste system when you're poor poor there you're born poor it's hard to get out although I was when I was speaking at several schools and then at the university there. A lot of people are are being perseverance, appreciation, yeah. and perseverance, and they're doing well. Oh, I had such a good time. Please tell me I you had, had some, some jollof rice. Please tell me you had some jollof rice. At least had some jollof rice. I did. I had so much rice. I had I had a good time. They had a lot of fruits and vegetables. I mean, I and it was good because the people that I was with there, you know, um, they they eat kind of like what I eat. You know, I didn't. Um, People are the same pretty much all over the world, and I'm so traveled. Bless you, little one. Bless you, my little human. And, and, and I, yeah, I very much enjoyed Nigeria. And uh, when you go to my Facebook page, you'll see pictures of me with the emperor and the different oni, and, and, and you see pictures of me speaking at the universities and, and different things. I had a blast. I had a blast. I was nice of them to bring me there. Oh, cool. Well, maybe I'll get, you know, you link me up there. Someone will bring me to Nigeria. <laughs> oh, you would like to go? Do you still have family there? I do. I'm just kidding. I'm just, oh, looking, for, I'm just looking for free flights. <laughs> You're so funny. You're so funny. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm all up for free flights and free things and whatnot, you know. So, hey, if you know someone who's going to get me a free ticket to Nigeria, hey, I'll be up for it. Yeah, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. I was there with Queen Mooney, M-U-N-N-I. She's the head of an organization called Art for Peace, Art, the number four piece. And I'm their American ambassador, uh, so they send me places. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's amazing. And then we were trying to call, call it a day, and then we got distracted. And that's oh, I'm sorry. Yes, call it a day. You've got a two-year-old that has to go to bed, a little human. <laughs> but no, that's the beauty about the show though it's like you know when you just chatting with people and then time just runs away and you're just thinking oh wow look at the time thank you you are such a pleasure my darling well it's been it's been fun having you as well and we will speak to you again soon God until will. next time take care. care bye now bye, bye.